There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is Soccer 101 with Moon and Rocchio. Welcome back to Soccer 101 with Moon and Matt Rocchio. We are here. It is uh, darn near the end of the regular MLS season. And I, again, I think we're just still on an absolute high with what St. Louis City SC has done for us, for this community, the, the players, the management, everybody. I mean, every time somebody starts asking me, hey, how's St. Louis? How's... How's your soccer team doing? I, I I heard I heard incredible things. You know, it's like we they they put St. Louis on the map when it comes to soccer in the first season. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, St. Louis is all are already on the map in a soccer way, but we hadn't really make it official with the MLS team. And they sure as hell gave us a lot to talk about. This season's been so incredibly special and, and it went by so quickly despite the fact that there was that month break where because of the League's Cup we didn't really get to to watch too much St. Louis City SC soccer, but nonetheless just an incredibly special season, and obviously now we have a very special time coming up You know, on the horizon. The playoffs, our first chance to ever see the playoffs. We even got some debates getting kicked around as um, St. Louis's own Pat Noonan um, kind of led the charge on saying, well, you know, in, in soccer league, it's usually the, uh, the league championships, usually that, you know, the supporters feel is the most important thing. But I've got my eyes focused on the playoffs because this is Major League Soccer, and in Major League Soccer, that's who gets the MLS Cup, baby. Yeah, but I mentioned what I said in the beginning because I have a couple friends that um, are, you know, they're kind of into sports. They're, they're really like football guys and baseball guys and typical American stuff. And uh, a couple of them are from L.A., a couple of them are from uh, the Midwest and and uh, some some mountain guys all mentioning St. Louis because they're kind of like playoff folks. You know what I mean? Like they don't pay attention yeah. to baseball till playoff baseball. And now that it's all playoff, you know, a lot of teams were eliminated this last week. A lot of people that were scratching for it and trying to get in there uh, just not aren't, aren't getting the playoffs. So all the, the brackets are starting to be filled. And everybody's like, well, look at that St. Louis home field advantage. Well, look at that St. Louis top of the West. I got to text my buddy Moon. And mention like, wow, I I forgot you guys had a team, and then now, oh my gosh, look, now they're paying attention to playoffs, and they're going, what? This was your first year, and you overachieved. Um, I'd say so. Yeah, but I, I just want to say a, a, a huge shout again to the to the uh, uh, to the club and everything that they presented as a product. I had uh, multiple friends experience uh, their St. Louis City SC. Uh, initial experience, their debut experience this, uh, not this last week, but, but, but last week. And they all had great seats, of course, but you don't have a bad seat in city park. And every one of them, you know, these are like peripheral sports fans. Again, they're not diehards. Uh, they had one of the greatest sports experiences. I had two different testimonies saying that was the coolest sports experience I've ever had. And it was yeah. the first match St. Louis city SC. Yeah. And the last time we, we talked, you know, uh, was before the, that, that last, uh, Darby Q, if you will, part three, the, the second match against Sporting Kansas City, or as uh, St. Louis City very strategically calls them, Sporting Kansas. And really, that, <laughs> that the, the effort 
and the collaboration that, that I saw that night was incredible. Obviously, you had the FUD TIFO, but the thing that really jumped out to me that I thought was really cool was that the TIFO obviously had, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, so on and so forth. But the big thing to me is that the stadium piped in the witch laugh from the Wizard of Oz. Oh, and it's, awesome. that, it's that level of coordination that I just don't think you always get sometimes from some of the other major four sports. And obviously, I, you know, I know that I know the club you know, doesn't have anything to do with TIFO. And, and, and shout out to the organizations that put together the TIFOs. Those things were incredible this year. In fact, I think it was USA Today did a run through of like all the TIFOs in, around American soccer over the last few years. And in just one year, City got two kind of pictured and talked about in that article because they were so incredible. And I just really think that Sporting Kansas City match is just such an incredible example of everything City's done. You look at, you know, the, the, the block parties that they've had, obviously, uh, you know, just, just holding one out there uh, this, this last weekend. I mean, everything they're doing is just so special, and it, it's really been fun to, to watch it and, and see everything again. My big things have always been every promise has been kept, and like you said, they, they've gone, you know, above and beyond all expectations. Yeah, above and beyond with all the experiences. And, of course, there's nothing like experiencing it at City Park. If you're able to make one of these matches, it's going to be ridiculous. But I did um, I did tell a buddy who was who was, said he's going to be tuning in to watch everything they can. I said, hey, man, make sure you're tuning in pregame because you never know what you're going to see. But you'll most likely be able to see some of that TIFO stuff and some of the experience right. things. Uh, the experiences that are going on for the fans inside the stadium and it will jack you. It will, it will jazz you up. Maybe not as much as being in the stadium, of course, but uh, I, I was encouraging him to, to, to check that kind of stuff out. Now you mentioned sporting KC and uh, recently they did hit the news because the MLS disciplinary committee found that sporting KC was in violation of what's called the mass confrontation policy in the second minute of their match against Real Salt Lake on October 8th. Uh, what that is is so Kansas City violated a mass confrontation policy. This was the first time this season, uh, and they were issued an official warning for their actions due to their roles in a mass confrontation. So Sporting KC midfielders uh, Russell Gutierrez and uh, Polito uh, have each been issued an undisclosed fine for inciting and or escalating a mass confrontation uh, up against the referee. Um so there's a there's a thing about that. You're supposed to respect the captain's armband, whereas the captain is the intercessor for uh, any sort of gripes or complaints on the field. They're the ones supposed to be talking to the ref, not confronting the ref uh, in in a uh, you know a pretty aggressive manner. Listen, I'm assuming when you're wearing the the highlighter yellow out there with a the whistle, and there's 15 players barking at you about a wrong call or whatever the heck it may have been. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can imagine that is fairly intimidating. And as we've seen in other leagues that let this kind of stuff get out of hand uh, in other places, uh, there's, there's, there's no place for that here in the MLS. So I guess this is, this is more of a deterrence um, with the discipline disciplinary committee jumping in and issuing these undisclosed fines and the official warning to the team. So yeah, they're in the news sporting KC, not, not by beating STLFC, uh, STL, uh, city SC, but, uh, because they did a no, no. Well, let's, let's, let's run with this a little bit because this is actually fascinating to me because diving into this, nothing, this does, it brings no implication on the Sporting Kansas's last match of the season, which is kind of shocking. Usually, when you have a, a you know a league, you know you're usually used to in the big leagues, they come down with a something like this. Usually, a suspension, or, you know, my, or you know, especially when we talk about a league that's you know you know with yellow cards and you, you get too many yellow cards, then you're suspended. You know, red card. I, I'm surprised that nothing will affect their last game because their last game is actually one of the more fascinating ones. And that brings us into 
our big conversation on this episode, which is going to be kind of the playoff standings and everything. Obviously, if you're a, a City fan, you've had a lot of fun looking at them at the top of the West. Obviously, we've talked a lot about the implications there. Last time we, we were here, we actually talked about the potential implications of the overall league standings because if you do make it to the MLS Cup and you have the best record, it's in your home field. And obviously, that's been a big thing for City this year. So to dive into a couple of these standings things as we look at this, the big one is that Orlando beat Nashville last yeah. Wednesday when, when City had their game. And because of that, they guaranteed the number two spot overall in the league standing. So there are now two squads over in the Eastern Conference that if they make it through and they're playing in the MLS Cup, City will have to travel if they are also making it all the way through. And that's going to be FC Cincinnati, obviously your supporter shield winner. And now it's going to be Orlando City who has topped themselves off with at least 60 points that puts them out of reach of St. Louis City. But there are some other potential implications. Uh, if you look at St. Louis City and you're going to be looking up at the league standings right now on the right side of this of this little table here, Philadelphia Union just a point behind. Columbus Crew are two yeah. points behind. And New England Revolution are four points behind. You also see the asterisk there for New England Revolution. New England Revolution just one of four teams in the MLS that still has two games left on their schedule. So they're, they're highlighted there because they could still technically win up to six more points. That would take them to 58. So St. Louis City as fails to win their last match against Seattle, they could bump up there. So still, you know, upwards of five teams that could jump St. Louis City SC and still, you know, put them in a, in a place where they're playing in a way match if they make it all the way to the MLS Cup. Obviously, again, you're number one in the West. That's the only round you have to worry about not playing at City Field, but nonetheless, by the end of the regular season, there could be a couple more teams above you. Not ideal if you're sitting. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's too early to to make predictions, but of course, all the power rankings and all that kind of stuff is out there. And Cincinnati and uh, Orlando are the only two that are uh, ranked power ranked above St. Louis City SC. Nice. But this is uh, the exciting thing, and I'm a table guy. I'm not I'm not a playoff guy when it comes to soccer, but I will say that watching MLS playoffs in the past, this is where it gets fun because a team that's run away run away with the table or a conference uh, in the regular season can get their butts handed to them by just an on-fire team in the playoffs, and then they're out. They're out, first round, second round, whatever it may be. They never find themselves in that MLS Cup final. Um, and this can get exciting. And honestly, that's exactly what I hope happens with Cincinnati. We took the absolute wind out of them uh, when we yes, played them here at City Park. I yeah. think I, was, I, I might have been with you. Uh, yeah. But it was it was uh, so exciting to, to, to watch our team, the first team, First season, Cincinnati's never seen them. They've never seen Cincinnati go in there. Cincinnati's already uh, in the lead at the time with the supporter shield, and we're pretty much the entire season. And um, and St. Louis just, I mean, kicked them in the teeth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, so, I, so I don't see it being unreasonable with Philadelphia Union or somebody like uh, Atlanta um, kicking them in the teeth and sending them home. Um, I, I, I really don't see it being um, – an unreasonable thing to, to think that could happen. Uh, so that home field advantage, it, it may go all the way to the end. And wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be a delight to be playing a final here at city park? It would be so incredible. There's a lot to look out for in the West though, uh, especially after watching some of that, um, LAFC matches last couple of games. And Boanga is just, uh, a dude's a goal machine. He's a monster. He's a monster. He he can't stop. Speaking of goal machines, um, I don't know if you were going to mention this. Uh, we didn't um, talk too much about Wayne Rooney this year. Uh, he was obviously the um, 
he was the manager, you know, he was a huge famous player over in England, uh, English national player. We have Manchester United fame and all that kind of stuff. He coached a little bit over in England. Uh, he was a player coach here at DC United. DC United, by the way, was one of the powerhouses. Like this was like the dynasty in the very beginning of, uh, of the MLS and to see, that team just kind of become soulless and uh, and and I and I guess directionless the way that everybody talks about how the organization is built in that in that um, in that team. It was no surprise that when they were knocked out of uh, uh, knocked out of the playoffs, they got rid of uh, Wayne Rooney. It says it was a mutual decision. It was announced right after they won their game. I believe they won their game. Yeah, they did. But they were mathematically eliminated from um, from contention here in the playoffs. So DC United's uh, season. Uh, wraps up right there, and Wayne Rooney is bye-bye. Yeah, um, and you're already seeing reports that I think it's Birmingham City uh, is already kind of circling him potentially to bring him back across the pond. Uh, obviously, if you're you know if you're an English club, that's you know you know not a, a Premier League club. I think Birmingham City's in League One right now. I could be wrong about that, um, but you know getting that kind of profile, it's obviously a big thing for them. But is it a surprise? I mean, I, I feel yeah. like. I, every time I would see him on the sideline, and and granted, I'm not keeping up with DC United, but like every time I saw him on the sideline, I was like, "Oh, Wayne's still there. Wayne's still yeah, there." It didn't it, have the it didn't have the impact you thought it did. Well, I know, I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like he planned on being here long term anyway. No. I mean, because wasn't he at Derby County for a minute? I know he was coaching mm-hmm. in England. I, I I I think he's been shooting for that this whole time. So this was kind of like interim stuff um for him mm-hmm. at least and maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong i just he's every just, time every time i saw him on the sideline i was like oh wow he's still he's here just, he's just jealous that frank lampard got an epl job right out of the gate oh he's out just, of the he's gate still, he's still angry about that and he's like fine I, i'll be a boss somewhere anywhere just, just give me the give me the top job please yeah i got to see uh i got to see chelsea actually uh, at oh, home nice. at Stanford bridge when uh, when lampard was uh, was coaching and i was i was more starstruck by him um, well, as starstruck by him, uh, just standing there in his in his uh, in his coaching suit, uh, than I was by all the players that were flying around me. It was it was incredible. Dude, fourth row, you got to come with me next time. Next time oh, I'm absolutely. over, absolutely, I'm down. Uh, dude, those those matches are incredible. Anyways, let's get back to the MLS and all the yep. exciting stuff that's coming up in the next couple months. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, toss it out there, just throwing up the the league standings really quickly because you can see there's still so much movement. As you can see, pretty much every spot in the West behind City is up for grabs. We have it highlighted there in red. Pretty much every spot's up for grabs, including, again, that 8-9 battle for the wild card. Sporting Kansas City and Minnesota United play each other for the last game of the season, and they could potentially both get to 40. You know, one of them could get to 44 points. Right now, if everybody else loses, that would put them around seventh, potentially not even playing in the wild card. So it's crazy how close the West is. And if you look in the East, too, there's still a little bit of fighting for the top three or four spots. Obviously, that gets you home field advantage in at least the first round. And then there's still a lot of fight, fight for the wild card. Montreal, Red Bulls, Chicago Fire, Charlotte FC, one of the teams with two games left on their um, matches left on their schedule, and New York City FC all sit within a three-point window of that eight spot. So there's still a lot of battling going on. Match day 34 is going to be wild, insane. We have some games coming up on Wednesday. That's um, Charlotte's going to get one of their games out of the way coming up this next Wednesday before we get to match day 34 on Saturday. But, man, that match day, from the minute the first game kicks off to the last game, there will be playoff spots switching. As you can see right now, this playoff bracket, I'm going to throw the playoff bracket up right now, Moon. This playoff bracket will not look like this going into the wild card round. I can guarantee you that spots will shift 
over the last two days predominantly of matches. There's really only, you know, there's three days left this Saturday, Wednesday, and next Saturday. But that last Saturday is going to be the time everything's going to be jumping around. Everything's going to be switching. Yes, big, big decision day. Big, big decision day. Uh, speaking of decisions, does Messi have decisions to make here since uh, Miami is not going to be in the uh, the the playoffs? Now, I, I saw some random thing, and it could have been clickbait yeah. or headline. It was it was talking about, like, Messi will go back to Barcelona. Oh, um, that one. Okay. I actually if, saw one that I thought was pretty not, – not because of the reporting, but I thought the idea was concrete. Did you see the one about him going back to Argentina? No. What, what is this to do? To train with the national team? Is this for, no. for vacation? It's about – no. It's, it's it's playing finally for the club that he never got to as a senior player. Oh, I so see. New, Newell's old boys, obviously. Famous Argentinian club. Marco Bielsa obviously takes over and turns them into a powerhouse for a little bit there before he becomes a big name. So Newell's old, Newell old boys – where his club, he gets scouted by Barcelona, all the HGH treatment because of his his uh, HGH disease, you know, brings him over to Barcelona at a really young age. So the, the thought was he goes to the club he never got to play for as a senior, and he finishes off his career in Argentina, giving his, his boyhood club this huge boost of, of prestige and, and fame for like a year or two. And honestly, I mean, we saw, I mean, Carlos Tevez did that with both the juniors. I think that, that really does make a lot of sense. Wow, that would be that would be interesting. I am more interested than I thought I would be on on where the heck he's going to go and what the heck he's going to do right now. Um, not that I wanted to face him in the playoffs or any of that kind of stuff, but it would have been cool <laughs> to see him here in St. Louis yeah, uh, for for some giant match. I mean, can you imagine if that had happened? City Park MLS final uh, against Lionel Messi. That would have been. Get into it. Did you see the the price jumps? on the Miami season tickets that were announced before the injury and when they were still kind of eligible for the playoffs like two weeks ago. Oh, no, I didn't. How much? There was some guy who was saying that originally his price jump was 6000 to 36000 He called the club and they said, oh, no, you got charged for double tickets. So he, so it should have been eighteen, but he's, But apparently he's claiming that they were jumping him from like six and a half to like eighteen for his two season tickets. Oh my goodness! So yeah, I mean that's the thing about Messi leaving is that I mean not only is it season tickets for Miami, but you saw what happened in Chicago when they were trying to get people not to just abandon that match because yeah. of the injury. I mean, it, 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 he moves so much money. One more year in the MLS could legitimately, you know, move some things for some of these clubs and some of these teams. Yeah, I hope for our sake. I hope for our sake we we get to see a lot more, but. um you know what? If if that's not the case, that's uh, that's okay. I, I'm just so happy that he did so much for the league, so much for uh, uh, for a team that was like struggling. You know, took him through that U.S. Cup run and and just everything. It was it was exciting. It was exciting to watch a team that I don't care about, um, and really wasn't worried about it at all. Now here's a team that I kind of was worried about after last season was Austin FC. I believe that was our home. That was our uh, that was our big opener, our league mm -hmm. opener, and. Uh, they were touted as one of the favorites, I believe one of the four or po five possible favorites because of a heck of a year last year, although the real pundits now say, oh, I knew all along that they weren't going to be nothing because, you know, they've uh, they, they got this guy who wants to shuffle up the roster and they've they haven't been strong enough. Listen, they have some real quality players on that team, but they're not in the playoffs either. They were also eliminated. Austin FC down until next season. Um so yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's it's gonna be wild. You want to throw up the bracket up on the screen? We can show everybody 
on the socials and, and video. This is going to change a lot, but you can see it right now. St. Louis City being the top spot. They're going to face the winner of the 8-9. Right now, that would be San Jose or Dallas. Obviously, you got to you, you, your eyes got to peak up a little bit if you are a City fan because Dallas, that game was odd. They, they, you know, it, it's it's kind of hard to take a complete conclusion from that one. But nonetheless, could be Dallas, could be San Jose. And you see the rest of it runs down there. It's going to be a really fun playoff run again right out of the gate. I mean, this is going to change, you know, at, at least one or two spots, I think, in the top four of each. West, the West and the East is probably going to flip around and – I would I would think it's a safe bet right now to say that that at least two of the teams between San Jose, Dallas, Montreal, and New York are in a different spot or not even in the playoffs come the end of uh, two Saturdays from now. The power rankings they have I mentioned: FC Cincinnati is up number one, Orlando City SC is number two, St. Louis City SC is number three, Columbus Crew is power ranked at four. We got Houston Dynamo at five, Philadelphia Union at six. Uh, Atlanta United, seven. Now, I feel like Atlanta can be kind of hot and cold here and there. LAFC is eight. We also have uh, Seattle Sounders on the west uh, at nine. Ten is New England Revolution. Nashville SC is 11. Vancouver Whitecaps FC, which we met uh, not too long ago, was 12. Real Salt Lake, 13. Portland Timbers, four, uh, sorry, Real Salt Lake was 13. Portland Timbers were 14. And Inter Miami CF is I mean, 15. I mean, hearing you rattle it off while you're looking at the bracket, it's just, I mean, it's it's an East heavy league in, in, in the power rankings. I mean, I mean, yeah. the, the, the Nashville's the seventh seed right now in the East, and they were what? I think you said they were ranked 10th. So that means there's only, you know, only St. Louis City, LAFC, and Seattle were above Nashville in the West. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a East heavy league. And that'll be interesting to see if, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, City get off a little bit on a lighter schedule than say, Cincinnati or Orlando, I guess we will. We won't really know until they're potentially playing in the MLS Cup against each other. You want to make your fun. You want to put it up there and make your fun predictions and see uh, who gets closer. And we'll we'll write all this down. And oh, that's going to be a tough one here. I think I think if you look at this one right now, it's going to have to be. I'm going to go with. Um, so we look at. I'm going to go with San Jose is going to drop out either Kansas City or Minnesota, picks up three in their match. One of them is going to jump up into that eight that eight or nine spot. They'll be facing off in the playoffs. It's going to make it even more interesting because it's going to be potentially sporting Kansas City or Dallas coming to City Park for that first round. I think that's going to be one of the big changes in the West. And then in the East, that huge pack there at the bottom, I'm going to go big here. I'm going to say we see both of those current wildcard teams get flipped out moon right now. Right now it's Montreal and New York, but I think we're going to see Chicago and then Charlotte. Again, you can't forget Charlotte sitting there with two games on their schedule. They can pick up six points available. So I think Charlotte's going to pick up at least three. Maybe they pick up a fourth. Maybe they pick up all six and they jump in there. I think we see a big change in that East bracket before all is said and done. I think you're right. I think Charlotte's going to going to make their way in there. And honestly, I think they deserve to. Yes. Um, you know, they've had some, they've had some ups and downs, but I think Charlotte's a better squad than all those guys. And I think ultimately Cincinnati beats the pants off them anyway. I think we beat the pants off of, uh, of, uh, our, our uh, wild card opponent. Uh, and then, and then it's, then it's go time. I'm really kind of bummed that, uh, the union and, uh, Atlanta United are, are facing off, uh, early there. I'm, I'm bummed. I'm, I'm excited because it's going to be a best two out of three series. So I get to see more matches from those, those dudes, because ultimately 
I think one of those guys might be uh, might be the opponent here in uh, in a final. I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, but that's the fun of this whole thing. Well, you, well here's the thing. Union has a tough one against the Revolution, so they might drop that one, whereas Atlanta, again, maybe FC Cincinnati's pulling their foot off the gas. Maybe Atlanta gets an easy three points. And uh, taking a look quickly here at the standings, if that happens, Atlanta picks up a couple points. Uh, they'd be at 53. So, I mean, Philadelphia Union is pretty much – in their spot there, but New Revolution could screw things up because they do have two games to play and their schedule isn't the most difficult thing in the world. So maybe you get your wish. Maybe those teams both can last till the second round. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I just want to see. I want to size them up. I want to size them up. I'm happy about the best two out of three for that first round. It just gives uh, it gives the coaches, it gives uh, everybody a really good uh, a bunch of film to to, to look at, really. Um, but of course, each each team is going to attack. Um, their opponents uh, differently depending on strategies and uh, honestly even down to the fields you know we have a narrower field than the than most so it's it's going to be it's going to be different every single uh, every single round and that is what makes the playoffs exciting there we go moon well i mean it's going to be a lot of fun in fact speaking of a lot of fun coming up next uh, our, on our next episode, we should be talking to St. Louis City head coach Bradley Carnell. Really excited to talk to him about the plan going into the playoffs, about such a successful season. Always fun talking to Coach Carnell. So we hope to be bringing that to you next time on Soccer 101. But this time it was good to be a little pie in the sky, keep the keep the hope running, and talk about some positivity looking at these playoff brackets and uh, standing in the conference. Yeah, it's nice to be just cruising along with a big old smile going, yeah, yeah, here exactly. we are. See you exactly. in the postseason, baby. Yeah. So we will uh, we will see you next week. Thank you for being with us at Soccer 101. It's Moon. It's Matt Rocchio. And we'll just sign you off with a goal. Go!